This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. So how do we go from beginner jazz player to intermediate to even advanced? Well, today I'm going to show you exactly how to level up your jazz playing coming right up. What's up, Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards, where we help musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another quick win episode of the podcast where we do episodes on jazz standard tutorials, jazz improv, jazz theory, or jazz practicing deep dives like in today's video. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, if you spent any time at all playing jazz, you know that it's very easy to feel like you're stuck on a plateau, unsure of how to get to the next level, and not exactly quite sure what the secret sauce is to leveling up your playing. Well, today I'm going to go over four different levels and how exactly to go from beginner to advanced jazz musician. But be sure to stick around to the very end of the video. We're going to share with you my number one tip for improving and getting to your goals even faster at every single level. Level number one is complete jazz beginner. This means that you really don't know where to start. You probably have a little bit of experience on your instrument already, but you just don't know what to do to actually get into jazz and start improving. So step one is you're going to start listening to a ton of jazz, just listening, listening, listening all the time. And what I especially want you to do is I want you to start listening to jazz blueses because step number two is I want you to learn a 12 bar blues, a 12 bar blues, in my opinion, for any jazz beginner, no matter what instrument you play is the first thing to do because there's only 12 bars. It's the most basic kind of harmony that you're going to find in all the rest of jazz. And of course, blues is kind of the root of jazz in the first place. So mastering a jazz blues is going to be really important for you and a very important first step to getting your foot in the door. Now, as far as what jazz blues to learn, I'd like to recommend Things Ain't What They Used To Be by Duke Ellington. This is a great simple jazz blues head to learn. And if you can take advantage of learning simple blues heads, you're going to start also learning melodic language that you can start using in your jazz solos as you start getting better and better. Now, it's really important, though, that right from the beginning, you start learning jazz standards the right way. Now, it's really tempting just to pick up a piece of lead sheet music and start reading the melody and reading the chords and then call it a day and say you've learned a tune. However, it's going to set you up for a serious advantage if you start using my list process for learning jazz standards by ear. That's an acronym. It stands for L, listen. Start by listening over and over again to that tune. And then two is internalize. So you want to internalize it by just really, really focusing all of your time on one recording of that jazz standard so that you really get that melody in your head. And then you have S, which stands for sing, meaning that you can actually sing, whistle, or hum the melody of that jazz standard. And then finally, T, which is transfer. And at this point, 
you can now try to learn by ear that melody that you've been listening to and internalizing and singing on your actual instrument. Now this obviously just goes for the melody, but of course chords you can start out just by learning them and memorizing them off of a chord chart or a piece of sheet music. And by the way, if you want a really nice handy guide where I outline the list process in the description down below or in the show notes, I'm gonna leave for you my Learn Jazz Standards The Smart Way Guide. You can also find it at learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. Now, the last thing that I want you to be able to do as a complete jazz beginner is start working on the very basics of jazz harmony, which is at least knowing what the five basic qualities of seventh chords are, which are major seven, and you can play this on a guitar or piano if you're a horn player. Be able to play the arpeggios is dominant seven, and then minor seven, and then half diminished seven or minor seven flat five. And then finally, fully diminished seven. And you wanna be able to play these in all 12 keys. Any key, be able to play these five qualities of seventh chords because they're going to come up all the time and they are the basis of the chords that we use in the genre of jazz. Once you put in this work as complete jazz beginner, let's move on up to the next level. Level number two is what I just call jazz beginner. And this means that you probably know some tunes, you have some exposure to jazz, but you're not that good at improvising, playing bass lines, comping, and all of those things. And you really need to start ramping things up and focusing on the right stuff that will improve your playing faster. So the very first thing that I want you to do and commit to is to learn what I call the 10 master jazz standards. These are jazz standards that not only will they be called in jam sessions or gigs if you have that opportunity all the time, they're tunes that are specifically chosen because they teach a bunch of harmonic and melodic lessons that will pay dividends in all the rest of the jazz standards that you learn as a jazz musician. Now, before I go over the whole list of 10, let's talk about the very first jazz standard I want you to learn if you haven't learned it already, and that is Autumn Leaves. Now, taking a look at Autumn Leaves, you can see that it's a great study of what we call 251 chord progressions. And 251 chord progressions are the most important chord progressions in jazz. This is what we call a major 251 chord progression C minor 7, F7 to B flat major 7. And you need to be able to know these chord progressions in all 12 keys, but Autumn Leaves is a good intro to this, as well as a minor. 251 chord progression. For example, this one in G minor. And once you get familiar with those, you're really going to start getting a good idea of what kind of musical information you can start playing over top of these chord progressions. This is also a great study in what we call relative keys, relative major, and of course, relative minor. Okay, which is the G minor and the B flat major relationship. This is a really basic jazz tune to learn. You have to learn this one, and this one will really set you up for success. Now let's go over the other nine jazz standards I want you to learn. You're going to learn Blue Bossa. This is a great intro into the Bossa Nova side of jazz, as well as playing straight eights and, of course, minor harmony. You're going to learn All of Me. This is a very classic swing era tune with some interesting harmonic concepts. You're going to learn It Could Happen to You, great introduction to Passing Diminished and one, six, two, five chord progressions. You're going to learn Sweet Georgia Brown, great study of cycling dominant seventh chords. You're going to learn So What by Miles Davis, great example of a modal tune to learn. You're going to learn On Green Dolphin Street. This is a great example of using pedals and as far as 
switching key centers in the middle of the tune. You're going to learn Have You Met Miss Jones, which is kind of a more complicated tune, but one that really explores the concept of jazz tunes where they move into multiple different keys. You're going to learn All the Things You Are, which is to me the best study of cycling in force, which is the most common harmonic movement, intervallic movement in jazz. And finally, you're going to learn Stella by Starlight, which is a particularly difficult tune, but it's a must-know tune and will teach you a ton of lessons and help you go through some serious challenges earlier on in your jazz playing. Now, obviously, this sounds like a lot of tunes to learn, but what I want you to think about is a long-term commitment. So at least the course over one year, you should learn all 10 of these jazz standards. And preferably, you won't learn too many more jazz standards than just these 10. Because I find that if you spend more time, like for example, one month, which is something that we do in our Jazz Standards Club and our Inner Circle membership, this is really helpful to really dive deep into the tune, give enough time for you to learn it, and not just skip over top of it so that you eventually forget it in the end. Now, step number two as a jazz beginner is to start knowing some basic jazz theory and working on that a little bit further. You already know your major seventh chords and your all your quality seventh chords and all 12 keys, but now you want to make sure that you're understanding how to build chord progressions. For example, when we look at the major diatonic series of seventh chords, we have to understand that the one chord is a major seventh chord, the two chord is a minor seventh chord, the three chord is a minor seventh chord, the four chord is a major seventh chord, the five chord is a dominant seventh chord, the sixth chord is a minor seventh chord, and the seventh chord is a half diminished chord. And once we start understanding that, we understand what two five ones mean, one six two five ones, one three six two five. And if we start learning all of those chord progressions and understanding the harmonic series and all 12 keys, then we start understanding those 10 jazz standards even better. Now, yes, this is also a good time to start working on some basic chord scale theory. For example, if we take a look at a two five one chord progression, it could be a great idea to apply some modes over over top of this. So for example, over the two chord, you can play the Dorian mode, or on top of the five chord, you can play Mixolydian. And of course, over the one chord, play the major scale. Now, obviously, these are just basic concepts and they're not that musical, but understanding a little bit of basic chord scale theory can be super helpful for your progression. Now, step number three as a jazz beginner is to start learning jazz solos or jazz licks by ear. Now, I say by ear because it really truly is important that you start working on your ear skills because ultimately that is going to be the best asset for you as a jazz improviser. The jazz solo I always recommend to beginners is Freddie Freeloader, Miles Davis's solo over top of that blues. Learn that. It's very easy. It's very simple and easy to digest. That would be my big challenge for you to learn. And then as well as learning etudes, like this etude, for example, we learn a new etude in our Inner Circle membership every single month. And etudes are great to learn by reading and then memorizing or just simply learning them by ear so that you're able to learn very specific strategies for how to improvise over different chord progressions. Now, last but not least, of course, you just need to start improvising at this point. You got to get your hands and feet dirty, take some risks, put on a backing track, get together with some friends. It's okay to mess up. That really is all what the process of jazz improvisation is. It is trial and error. So you have to go forward in doing that. Now that we've done the work for our jazz beginner phase, let's move on to the next level. 
Level number three is Jazz Intermediate. Now, this means that you've learned a good amount of tunes yet, of course, 10 at least. You are able to improvise, you're able to play, you're able to do the basics on your instruments, like a bass player, walk bass lines, comp if you're a piano player, but you're really not satisfied with where you're at and there's still something missing. Hence, Jazz Intermediate, and we need to break through that barrier. Now, a big disclaimer before I move on with the different steps is that this is the hardest one to break out of. Not very many people are able to get to the advanced level, and that's because they're not doing the right things to progress to the next level. So it can be difficult to get off of the plateau that is the intermediate level, but if you follow these next steps, I can pretty much guarantee you that given some time, effort, and practice, you will for sure get to the advanced level. So step number one is you're going to learn another 10 jazz standards. Yes, yet another 10 jazz standards over the course of at least one year. I want to remind you that learning jazz standards is the single most important thing you can do to expose yourself to different harmonic contexts in jazz, learn more melodies, be able to play more tunes with other people. So learning more jazz standards is always what I would consider the absolute basis for jazz improvement. Now, in case you don't know what jazz standards to learn next, here's another list of 10 that I think really pack a big punch. Number one is There Will Never Be Another You. Number two is Someday My Prince Will Come, a good introduction to three, four playing. You have Tune Up. You have just friends, take the A train, the days of wine and roses, alone together, solar, what is this thing called love, and the girl from Ipanema. These are 10 really powerful jazz standards. And if you know not only the first 10 we learned in the jazz beginner stage, but these 10 in the intermediate stage, you're really going to be set up for some real success moving forward. Now, step number two is to continue learning more solos and licks by ear, taking them into other keys and doing some deep work. However, there's a difference here in the intermediate level that you really have to start paying attention to, and that is composing your own jazz solos. Yes, I said it, composing your own jazz solos, not necessarily improvising. Now, the reason we wanna compose them is we wanna give ourselves the opportunity to slow the improvisation process down so that we can truly imagine and think about all the things that we've learned so far and apply them. Now, when I say compose, I don't necessarily mean writing them down like I have on this solo of all the things you are that I've composed, although it's totally fine to notate your solos. What I more so mean is little by little composing or writing your solo and memorizing it as you go so that you're able to actually play it verbatim the way that you learned it by ear by memory. And the more you do this exercise, the more you're going to improve. I see this all the time in my inner circle members, and they really, really improve by doing this exercise. Of course, continue to improvise. You do have to continue this process. Keep messing up, keep doing trial by error, and you'll improve this process as you go. Now, step number three is to really start digging deep into the instrument-specific technique that applies to you and your instrument. For example, guitar players really need to work on fretboard mastery, being able to play their scales everywhere, being able to play in different positions. They need to learn different chord voicings. Right? Different ways to navigate the fretboard, connect chords together, and that goes for piano players as well. If you are a saxophone player, you're going to want to be working on articulation. You're going to be working on airflow, trumpet players, long tones. There's a bunch of different challenges that different musicians have, like bass players walking bass lines. And you need to learn how to navigate those challenges because you've learned a lot of great things about jazz, but we don't want our instrument holding us back. So this is the time for you to really dive deep and figure out what it is on your instrument specifically 
specifically applies to jazz and how do you start overcoming those barriers. Now, step number four is super important for an intermediate player to get onto the next level and to advance, and that is to start playing out live at jam sessions, gigs, or just with other friends. Now, by far, I have played hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of jazz gigs, jam sessions, I mean, you name it, I've done them. And these are by far the best learning circumstances to improve as a jazz musician. You have to get out there and play in some sort of capacity. You're going to find that that real world application is going to give you the challenges and lessons that you need to grow. You're going to find out what you're good at. You're going to find out what you're bad at. And this is going to give you the opportunity to improve. So you must, must, must start playing out jam sessions, gigs, and with friends. And this is really what's going to be super important if you truly want to get outside of the intermediate level to the advanced level. Now, again, this could take you one year to go from intermediate to advanced. This could take you two years, three years. Maybe it could even take you four years. However, if you are diligently working on all the things I told you to do, I can guarantee you, you will eventually get there to that advanced level. Now that we've gone through the effort of going through the intermediate level jazz stuff, let's go to advanced. Level number four is the jazz advanced player. Now, this means that you do improvise well, you do play walking bass lines well, you can comp well, you know a lot about your instrument, you really have learned some tunes. What you're really looking for at this point is how do I continue getting better and better so that you sound like the jazz heroes that you idolize and listen to all the time? Well, let's go over some steps. Step number one is you're going to continue learning jazz standards. I can't overstate this enough. You must learn more jazz standards and even pick more advanced ones like Fee-Fi-Fo-Fum, Inner Urge, uh, Giant Steps, all these jazz standards, lots of bebop heads I would certainly recommend like Anthropology, but continue learning jazz standards in any capacity and it's going to continue growing you. Step number two is to continue improvising and composing, but especially really doubling down on the composing. You want to start developing your own original voice and by composing, you are going to be developing that original voice much faster along with your ongoing practice of improvisation. The next step is you're going to continue playing out with musicians. In fact, you should double down on this. You should be playing with your buddies. You should be playing at jam sessions. You should be trying to get gigs because this is the only real way you're going to get that real world experience and truly grow faster. But here we go to the last step and this is the absolute number one thing that I would suggest an advanced player do to improve from where you're at but also it's the number one thing I'd recommend at any level if you truly want to improve quicker and not waste your time. And that would be to do rigorous self-auditing. Self-auditing is super important and that has to do with recording yourself, listening back, and asking yourself two important questions. Number one, what is it that I really liked or did really well? This is an important question because what we want to do is capitalize on the things that we are doing really well in our jazz playing, figure out how we can do more of that, and figure out how we can just double down on that to make it our very own. Number two, you want to ask the question, what am I not doing well? Where did I mess up? Am I dragging? Is my tempo off? These little details could really derail you sounding like a really mature jazz musician. So you really want to get critical of what's going wrong so you can correct those steps and then make sure you take definitive action to correct those. Any pro jazz musician is constantly doing this self-auditing process, looking for what's good, looking for what's bad, and then taking determined actions to actually do something about them. If you don't do anything about them, you're going to continue down the same path you're at, and you probably will
will not improve as quickly as you want it to. And in return, you're going to waste a ton of your valuable practice time. So at this point, I want you to leave a comment in the show notes or the comments down below. What level are you at? And what do you think you can do out of the things that I've mentioned to get to the next level? Would love to hear your thoughts. So that's all for today's Quick Win podcast episode. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you take definitive action. And of course, by the way, we are constantly working on this jazz journey, learning tunes together. We're working on a lot of the things I talked about in today's episode inside of our Inner Circle membership. So if you want help, all this stuff, make things a lot easier on yourself and do it with the community of other musicians, go check us out at ljsinnercircle.com. Become a member with us. We know you can help you grow as a jazz musician even faster with even less practice time. All right, that's all for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts if you happen to listen there. We appreciate you. Cheers and happy practicing. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.